truly at Dogcast Radio. If you like dogs, wherever you are in the world, we're the show for you. Hello and welcome to episode 251 of Dogcast Radio. Along with all our other podcasts, you can find this at dogcastradio.com. Today, we're going to grapple with some of the issues. If you can hear breathing, that's Miss Chu. She's on my lap. Um, <laughs> not me. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am your dog. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. So today, I was going to say, get, let's get back to the script. There isn't a script. Oh, yes, we're off script again. We're going off scripting. Um is that other I'm just I don't know it is now I've just had caffeine this may be a bad idea anyway we're going to grapple with the issues confronting the dog world today we just we're just going to talk about some some popular google searches really <laughs> but before that we're going to have a little game where one of us introduces a dog story that's in the news and the other one tries to predict what the end of the story will be and then... Can I just say, you hesitated after dog. You went, we're going to introduce a dog. Story. <laughs> I was like, there's a dog? Oh, Where's that the dog? Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, yeah. We're going to introduce... Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> no, it's just a dog story. But there you go. So... I want to go you first. You want to go first. Because you may have chosen this story and I don't have any of the stories. So I'm going first. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so first of all, introduce yourself. Who are you? For oh. anybody who hasn't heard you before. Hi. So who are um, you? I'm Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Are you my daughter? <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's gratitude for you. Um, and you, you are <laughs> my partner in crime in a lot of ways. <laughs> so that's my daughter. And um, co-presenter and co-researcher and co... You, you go, hey, Jen, you want to you wanna do this? And I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah. I, I don't know how to describe that, but that's, that's your job description. Really. <laughs> hey, Jen, do you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, all right. Actually, more and more... You are um fact checker and kind of welfare advisor and things like this because, <laughs> because you know you you are three quarters of a behaviourist, aren't you? <laughs> three quarters of a behaviourist. <laughs> I am on year three or four of an animal behaviour and welfare degree. There you are. Which a lot of the time just means I'm a very boring person to show animal things to. Because I'm just like, well, actually, that's a stereotypic behaviour, which means that they either are coping with stress or have coped with stress in the past. Because it doesn't always indicate that their welfare is bad now. It just means it has been in the past, but it could be now. So actually, we should be working to, you know, help them get rid of that behaviour, but not pre- uh, preventing it because it's actually a coping me- mechanism. And someone will be like, it's, it's a ferret. Um, <laughs> it's a cute ferret doing a thing. Could you just watch it? And I'm like, no. So it just means I'm very boring yeah. now. <laughs> To be fair, Jen, you were boring long before you got on the course. See, this is why I said, unfortunately. <laughs> I know. See, I know. they think I'm just being mean. They, they're here this for the bants. This is how I was raised. They're not just here for the dog stuff. They're here for the bants. I hope. You don't know what they're here I for. I don't know. What What are you here for? What are you here for? Let us know what you're here for in a nice way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Hit me with your story. I'm going to put my glasses okay. back on. There we go. Glasses on. Easter Sunday. <gasps> yeah, love it. Chocolate. Young family in Lakeland, Minnesota. Yes. I think I said that right. I think you did. I'm not good with Americans. We've got places. a Lakeland in Shrewsbury. Um, <laughs> it's a shock. Uh, our story starts with a golden doodle called Gus, and he has cancer. Oh, no. And they, they find a tumour, and they remove the tumour, and then they find another tumour, and they have to amputate his leg. How do you think the story's going to go? 
Wow. Um, well, I hope the story goes that the surgery goes well and the the dog adapts to Gus, adapts to um, life as a tripod and lives happily ever after. Well, yes, but there's more. Oh, there's okay. more. Okay. So it hasn't slowed him down and he just gets on with life and his family take him to a lake and um, the people who own him, their granddaughters, saw him jump into the freezing cold water uh, and swim uh, and they were like, oh, what, what's he doing? What's he found? He found a baby otter, brought it out of the lake, <laughs> delivered it to his people, who took it to um, a rescue centre. Baby, basically, the dog saw this struggling otter. Because I was like, was did he see it? Yeah, was there a mommy otter? Um, yeah, basically, yeah. he saw this otter, <laughs> jumped in, brought it to his people. The people took it to a rescue centre, a wildlife rehabilitation centre, Um and they were a bit nervous that it was, like, you know, <laughs> damaged by the dog. Turned out it was way too young to have been in the water. And it was there by accident and it was Aww. struggling. And this dog somehow... Yeah. I mean, maybe he was just fetching what he thought was a fluffy toy. But I like to think that he, he sensed an animal yeah. that was in danger. There is anecdotal, at least. I don't know if there's research, but there is anecdotal um, evidence that dogs respond to young... yeah creatures anything mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah he, he, he sorry missy's climbing onto my hand um so he he saved this little otter the otter Aww. has been taken treated and taken to a rehabilitation center oh, the otter is recovering he's uh going through chemo but he's recovering from his cancer uh and even though he's battling cancer and he's got three legs he saved that baby yeah. otter he jumped into the water saved the otter it's a lovely happy it's a Utterly lovely story. This is what I did. Utterly lovely. Anyway, um, that did Every go. Every cloud has a golden doodle lining. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as good. I know it's okay, not as good. Okay, but... it's good. It's okay. And that didn't go where I thought it was going to go. It was more than I thought it would be. <laughs> so that's lovely. Oh, and also I was worried, worried that like there's a mommy otter in the river going, you just nicked my baby. Yeah, but it was it was way too young to actually yeah. be in the water. It was oh, struggling. So it just like falling out of the nest kind yeah. of thing. Or the Aww. parents had abandoned it. I don't know how otters... Because I think otters are like the, the kind... There's K and T, isn't there? And like... K and K T? K and R? So like, I think I think it's that R... I might have got this wrong, but... What? Are kinds, these otters? Or? No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Kinds of species. Yeah. So rabbits yeah. have loads and loads of babies. And the ones that aren't very good, they kick them out and they go... Yeah. I don't like you anymore. We had that, didn't we? We had a a mommy rabbit that like kangaroos. I think it's R and K because I remember as R rabbits kick them out and K kangaroos look after their babies and (laughs) And put all their energy. So like if they lose one, that's a lot of energy that's gone into that's like wasted. If you think about Mm, it, like evolutionary. evolutionary. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I I don't know what otters are. I would have thought they'd be like the ones that wanted to keep them, but maybe it threw Mm. it out of the nest. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was like a young one that hadn't, like a young mum that hadn't had them before. Um, I don't know. Because at a sanctuary, we saw an otter family, didn't we? Yes. And they'd got two siblings. Yeah, Yeah. the siblings, the older siblings were looking after the younger siblings. And one of the younger siblings had had a bad leg. Yes, and couldn't swim very well and couldn't get out very well. And they brought the food to her. And brought like water in their mouths to the the otter but then she started pretending <laughs> even after she was better yeah. she could get around no okay she's like no look my leg is bad you have to fetch me things and they all have to look after her so which would would indicate they're okay 
species. Yeah. So there's science going on in this show. I'm this is just amazing. <laughs> you just made it up. Keepers and keepers, keepers and um, rejectors. <laughs> but there you go. But do you know what? If nothing else, it sets you on your own path to look these things up and do the research. Should we get away with that? RK selection theory. RK selection. Wait, yeah. Hashtag RK selection theory. Uh, <laughs> Not a popular hashtag. I'll give you that. Relates to the se- selection of combination of traits in an organism that trade off between quantity and quality of offspring. So you only had one, and you had a very quality, quality. one. Yeah, there you go. I was just—I was going to say oh. that you didn't have to jump in and big yourself up. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay, I've been looking in. I'm going to jump in with a biggie here. Okay, I'm jumping because some of the, the Great Dane, um, <laughs> Liam Berger. <laughs> some of the things you see that people look up the Google searches. Um, you sort of touch your eyes and look at them and go, oh, that's lovely. And the one is, will I see my dog in heaven? And yes. Uh, well, yes, clearly. Yes, yes. move on next subject. Um, <laughs> I think so. I hope so. Surely if anybody deserves to go to heaven, dogs do. They have the purest hearts. This is going to be another one that's going to make me cry. Just thinking about it. But I, I think so. Yeah. Surely. I mean, I have seen a lot of... Um... Well, it depends on your like religion as well, because there's lots of different, mm. you know. I have seen a lot of uh, Christian things that say a lot of people, like people who teach on, you know, oh, Bible preach, things, preach, yeah, yeah. Um, saying the more and more that they they look into it and they see and they pray about it, the more they are convinced that they do and that you will see your dog in heaven and things yeah. like that. Yeah, I would say yes. I, hope I think so. there's a lot to back it up as well. They're they're just lovely, and like I say, if anybody deserves to go to heaven, surely dogs do, and. I, you know, I know Rainbow Bridge is a lovely image, but I, I just, I don't believe that dogs have to wait for us to get there before they go no. into heaven. Because again, that does, that does them down. You know, mm. they have, they will get in on their own. Yeah. Merits. If you, you don't get in on merit, I know that, but they, they, um, yeah. Yeah, I read the rule. You don't get in on merits. The rule, <laughs> the rule books. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. But, but know you know, they are innately good, if you like. And so I don't like the idea that they have to wait for us. I think they... they no. um I don't know. I like the idea of thinking of the people that you've lost in heaven waiting for you, like, you know. But I do think that my grandma would be like... Even here, there's all these dogs and cats that I've yes. got to deal with. <laughs> yes. Even here. And I didn't want them. You wanted them. And I've got to keep taking them out to the toilet. <laughs> Cleaning up the, the, the hair. Yeah. I know. Yeah. See, there's another school of thought. This is way off topic, but there's another school of thought that um, when we die, so time stops. And so we will all, in effect, if you like, wake up together at the same point in the afterlife. So I don't know. And um, I'm, I mean, I'm touching wood. I'm in no hurry to find out just yet, for sure. <laughs> if you can hear a weird noise, Missy's licking my fingers. <laughs> it oh. sounds really weird. <laughs> You're listening to Dogcast Radio on www.dogcastradio.com. Okay, there's lots of them. Should my dog sleep in my room, my bed? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... You think yes, yes. I mean, I think everyone, every person and dog is an individual, but I think there's nothing, there's no reason 
that you shouldn't kind of thing you know yeah. there's no absolute no dog should sleep in a there are some dogs that probably wouldn't be comfortable with it some mm. humans that wouldn't be comfortable with it but if it works for you and your dog i don't think there's any reason you should say mm. no because people say oh but you get you know um germs from them and i'm like i can't get up in the morning and have missy not freak out and try and lick my face like i can't defend myself against that <laughs> that's going to happen anyway so like i don't think her just sleeping in my room or on my bed is gonna make any difference to that. I did a, I did a, um, at uni, we had to do this thing where you took a swab of a part of your body and you saw how much bacteria there was. And every morning, Missy gets up and licks my chin. So I swabbed my chin and the little petri dish after a week was filled with bacteria um and i was like yeah okay that makes sense and then i remember the lecturer going are you gonna stop and i was like no probably not <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like um <laughs> yeah i i think it is one of those where there is no right or wrong and i think whatever works for you if you or the dog is miserable if you mm-hmm. are or the dog is miserable um with the situation then obviously something needs to change so for example if the dog has Force their way onto the bed and you're thinking, oh, I'm miserable now. I can't sleep. That's n- not good. Similarly, if the dog is sleeping, you know, in the laundry and the dog isn't happy, then something needs to change. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily saying you need to put the dog in the, in the yeah. bedroom with you, but you need to accompany, accustom, you need yeah. to accustom the dog to being on their own and being happy. And you need to get a behaviourist input. But, I mean, so for example, Buddy and Star used to sleep in, in our room and, but in, on but, their own beds. But they used to be crate trained in the lounge. Yes. Whereas Missy was crate trained in my room, and everything I'd read about crate training, because I was like, right, I'm, you know, I'm going to do it all properly. My my puppy's going to have the perfect upbringing. Like it's going to be perfect. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was awful for. We got her in September. She was awful until January, and something clicked, and then she was perfect. But I was try. I was trying. Um, but the first day, I set up her crate, and I remember saying, I don't think she can whine, because I've not heard her whine at all, she can't <laughs> cry, I don't, I think there might be something wrong with her, and then I set up her crate next to my bed, but I put a blanket over it, because it's supposed to make it more like a den, and more yeah. enclosed, and so I put her in the crate, shut it, she was okay, put the blanket over it, and she screamed, I thought she must have been in pain or something, I've never heard a dog scream that loud. And eventually, the I, I took the blanket off, and I was like, "Fine, take the blanket off." That it quieted it down a little bit, but not much. The only thing that would work was I moved it right next to my bed, put my hand. You can probably hear her licking my hand now, but I put my hand down next, like so she could reach, like um, so like my my fingers were through the, through the bars, mm. she could reach, and she licked my fingers for about thirty seconds and then fell asleep. Yeah. And that was what worked for her. And that was how I, like, because I hate the thought, I know you're supposed to, like, crate train them and, like, have them, you know, be in the crate on their own somewhere. That's how some people do it. But, like, to me, she'd left her family. She'd Mm -hmm. left everything she knew. um, And if that's what made her happy, then to me, that's what I wanted. Um, So she slept right not just in my room not just in a crate next to my bed like next to my bed with my hand in the crate yeah um and that's how she she slept yeah um but again i mean there's different schools of thought there's like you know you must start as you mean to go on um and then there's that as you say you've taken this little tiny baby away from everything familiar and all family and they've gone from this the the bosom of sort of mom Mm. and possibly dad and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and and then you've taken them to your house and, and you've put them in this 
metal box on their own, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, and so again, find your own way with that. It's whatever you're happy with. Yeah. But um, and and also. She doesn't have to do that now, does she? She no, doesn't no, have no. to lick your hand to go no. to sleep. She's, you know, and she doesn't have separation anxiety. She, no. you know, she's... I do. <laughs> yes, I, I don't like leaving her alone. If like if we're all going out in the house, I get really panicky. I don't like it. She's fine. Yeah, and I'm just like I don't like this. <laughs> So I I want to do an article on that about um, separation anxiety from the point of view of owners who have yeah. separation anxiety because I think that's <laughs> the amount of times we've gone on holiday and uh, mum has cried leaving buddy behind oh, like yeah. oh yeah I'm in there, I'm in there. <laughs> I I remember when I asked um we booked a holiday and and mum normally had um buddy and well buddy at that point and and my stepfather wasn't very well and she couldn't have him and um. And so I had to, to book a, a, a dog sitter. And it was a lovely, lovely yeah. dog sitter And they, they had a um, Labrador as well. Yeah. There was Labrador there for him to be friends with. And they had, he was an older Labrador. And, and Buddy was old at the time. And I really didn't like to leave him. But they were saying, you know, we could pop him in the car and drive him somewhere just to sit in the car and look at things. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, they were lovely, lovely, lovely. But I said to Anne, who came to pick him up, I said, look, I'm going to cry. And she said, yeah, 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 it's okay, people cry. I went, no, 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 no. I'm not just going to sort of sniffle. I'm going to do full-throated, you know, ugly crying. I'm going to be gasping for breath and, I'm, you know, and, and I was. Um, but I hated to leave. I did that when I left him with mum, to be fair, whoever I left him so with. I remember we, 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 we were going on holiday and it was very near the time Mamma Mia came out. Like, Mamma Mia had just come out and we had the soundtrack constantly playing in the car on a CD. Like, this wasn't even when we had Bluetooth. This was, like, you know, yeah. CD days. Uh, and we had the CD constantly playing in the car, and you were crying, and we got in the car, and, and Dad turned the engine on, and slipping through my fingers came oh. on, and you just went, nope, <laughs> turn that off right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just always remember that, oh. you go, nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I, um, I do, whoever I leave him with, left him with, I, I just worried because, mm. He's my ba- he was my baby and they should be your baby. You, you, you know, and I worry now with Missy. It's just, that's part of, you know, and That's interesting that you say they should be your baby because there's a very, uh, strong attitude at uni from some of the lecturers that treating a dog as, you know, oh, they're my baby, they're, they're this is a very wrong attitude. But to me, it's do you look at the needs of the dog? Yes. Like, that's they're the my baby as in, I want to, fulfill their needs and what they need yeah. from me and I love them that much not I'm going to treat them yeah. like a baby and I'm going to give them no, you know this yeah. but um when I say they're a baby yeah. they're my ba- and they should be a baby I mean they should be a priority exactly you yeah. should have compassion for them you should think about their needs I know they're not a furry little human you know I know they're a dog and to be a dog is a wonderful thing I'm not never 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 just a dog I'm no, not no. saying that they're a dog and a dog is, you know, a wonderful thing to be and to have in your life. And, and they're wonderful, but they need to be a priority. And I, you know, I, I sometimes say there are people who are dog people and there are people who just happen to have a dog. And I yeah. know whose dog I'd rather be, um, <laughs> you know, and to be a dog person, you know, they're, they're a member of the family and you but love I think, them. Sorry. No, I think as well, sometimes you, someone will be like, oh, I'm a dog person and it means they've got, 10 dogs mm. and or they breed them or they show them or they do this with them or they do that with them but they live maybe in a kennel mm. or maybe they don't necessarily prioritize the dog over the the activities they do with them or and i'm not saying that about everyone but there's just mm. occasionally you come across those people um and then you've got someone who has one dog 
and it's their world and yes. they love them and they you know and I think it doesn't it's not like a kind of like a gatekeeping thing it's like well I've got this many dogs and I've had this yeah, many dogs and I do yeah. this with them you know it's it's your dog that it's like you know how you treat that mm-hmm. dog whether you've got five whether you've got one whether Absolutely. you know something you said about though um about they're not human in a yeah. you know <laughs> I want to know if anyone else does this right you know when you do something really stupid and then you look around and no one's there and you go oh no one's on me and then you see the dog looking at you and you go <laughs> what if you're an animagus <laughs> Because you seem to understand so much. You, like, Missy will, is like a cartoon dog to me. She's so communicative. Yeah, she yeah. gets what I'm doing as well. And sometimes I'll just be like, what if, what if you're an animagus and you're a person and you just saw what I did? Because a dog wouldn't necessarily understand that it's stupid and embarrassing. Just quickly, for people that don't, aren't Harry Potter fans, what's an animagus? <laughs> an animagus is... <laughs> See, you're going to make me sound crazy now. <laughs> An animagus is from Harry Potter, which we do not support anymore. We we appreciate the uh, the books, but not the author, because you know that's a very important distinction to make. An animagus is a human who can turn and in, transform into an animal, um, but they still like think like a person, but they their body is an animal, and they can see you do yes, the stupid things, things. <laughs> but. And I'm not saying I believe in animaguses, but there's just that little part of your brain that's like, yeah. what if you are? <laughs> it occurs, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it like... occurs. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't get that, but I often sort of think, oh, you know, thank goodness you here, you're here because to the dog, you know, because I feel so stupid if I'd done that on my own. <laughs> and yeah, there's a quite. And you're never on your own with the dog, you know, if you if you don't have human companions. I'm constantly talking to the dog. Yes. Shall we go and get a cup of coffee? And shall we do this? And shall, we, shall we go in the garden? Okay. And, shall we, and constantly, oh, that was a loud, you know, bike that drove past the house or whatever it was. And I'm constantly talking. She's, See, I don't talk like that, but I don't talk like that to anyone, you know. I don't talk to people. Me. No. But I do like if um if I've got a book that's just arrived, I will read it to Missy. <laughs> like she's read the first chapter of so many books with me, but just because like no one else is there, the book was there, Missy was there, and I was like, you know what, Miss, shall we shall we read this book? Oh. <laughs> and I know I'm not the only one that does that because no. um, one of my best friends does that as oh. well to her dog. It's funny because there's a big movement to with children to get them reading to dogs because to build their confidence because the dog sort of does pay attention. I think the dog does enjoy it. Like oh, yeah. you're talking to me, it's one-on-one attention, and it's pleasant <laughs> and so the dog enjoys it and so the kid enjoys it as well reading to them and it builds co- it builds confidence because the mm. dog isn't going now what was that word you didn't say that yeah. did you know it's um and to, to a dog you know if you talk excitedly a dog gets excited if you talk sadly a dog gets yeah. sad. so if you're telling a story and you're like and then and the dog's like what happened <laughs> and you get that kind of interaction yeah, definitely. we've come a long way from I can know, a dog sleep yeah. on the bed with you Going back to dog needs then, mm-hmm. there's one of the questions is, should my dog wear a coat? When we had Rusty, mm-hmm. he was a very, very skinny border collie and he was very, very skinny when we got him. And we just went out for a walk with all three dogs and um, Buddy and Sal were happy as they normally were. And Rusty was really miserable and mm-hmm. sort of head down and a bit, and he, what's the matter? And I worked out. It was because he was freezing cold and wet and he was miserable because he was so cold and we got him a coat. Uh, Missy spotted him in the garden, and she's um, she's taking exception. Um, yeah, but it was okay. Chicken. It was because he could. He was so cold, and so we got him a coat, and then he was much much happier after that. Um, so. I, <laughs> Go on, 
When Missy was a puppy, um, yeah, she would shiver. She really, she had very bad temperature control as a puppy. Um, so I remember we took. She's her got for, my volume control now. <laughs> we um, we took her for a walk around um, like our local park, and she was shivering. And I, I think it was, it was definitely there was definitely one time when it was before she had her vax. So we were socialising her. Yeah. Um, but it was cold, and she couldn't walk to warm up. So we ended up nipping into the shopping centre, getting a blanket, wrapping around, wrapping it around her, and then she's like, oh, okay. Yes. Okay. But now I would never, ever, ever wrap her in a blanket because her fur has grown. Mm. She doesn't get cold. Um, she's very waterproof. So even if it's like snow or rain, it, you know, dries yeah, she off just, her. It's, she's Teflon. She's just, yeah. yeah. Um, so I would never, ever, ever put a blanket around her or a coat on her or anything like that. But if she needed it, I would, you know, oh, there yeah. are some breeds that would, it would almost be abusive not to, yeah. you know, in cold weather. Like, I know greyhounds sometimes need them and Chinese crested. Um, I can't, I can never say the name of the hairless ones, the Mexican. Oh, it means with X, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't, yeah, no, I'm I sorry, don't. I, I, <laughs> I keep asking, I ask them at Crofts how you say it and I forgot because I'm oh. not good at it, but I... Those dogs as well. Yes. Um, I think there are dogs that need it. And it's down to the individual dog as well. Yeah. But what I hate seeing, bulldogs wearing clothes. And we saw one at Crufts that was walking through and it had a pink tutu on and a coat like connected to it. And the poor dog was panting and panting and panting. And especially for those brachycephalic breeds that have the flat faces that find it difficult to breed anyway yeah. and get overheated very quickly because they can't pant to cool themselves down. That to me is just like no, yeah, no, yeah. please don't do that. That is so cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it, you, you're right. I think it's, it really, really depends on the individual dog, mm. the breed, the, the the kind of the and 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 I guess as well as like weight is a lot to do with it. Yes, because you know a yeah. dog with more weight on will will feel the cold and the type so. of coat. Because yes. there are some that go down their legs that will impact the way they walk. Because I know you've been talking about harnesses and whether they impact the way that dogs yeah. walk. But coats that have legs on them, um, you know, can cause mm. problems. Or I think there's a very good one that goes around like their their neck, and then there's a strap under their belly as well. But then you might get a dog that's really cold, and yeah. you need extra than that. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, I think be guided by the dog, you know, and all things. But if the dog is unwilling to put the yeah. coat on if every time you go out you put a coat on and then they're suddenly going i don't want to go out. i don't want to go yeah out, you know then why the, the only thing i would say the only time we've put we've gone no you have to wear this is with life belts life boats yes. life jackets sorry life jackets and buddy and son did have life jackets yes and buddy particularly just really didn't like mm. it and so we had to sort of accustom him to it with yep. treats and things so i can i can distress you a little bit put the coat on you. Well, not distressed, but you know what I mean? Yeah, you're a little yeah. bit unhappy with it, but we worked to make yeah. you happy with it. Or I could put you at risk of yeah. drowning. And he always it, you had know? breaks. You know, oh, yeah, he never yeah. wore it on very, very, very hot days. And it was only ever on the, bo- on the boat. <laughs> just see? Oh, yeah. Right, just to be clear. But yeah, it was, it was you know, it was where, where it was necessary. Did, yeah. Mm. But it was the lesser of the two yeah. evils kind of thing. Yeah. Another one then? <laughs> I think we'll both, we'll both think the same about this one. Should my dog wear a seatbelt? It depends on the meaning of seatbelt, I think. Well, because okay. Because you shouldn't wrap a human seatbelt oh, no, around no. a dog. Mm. That's going to cause yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but should your dog be secured prop- safely and properly in a car, 
then yes. Absolutely every um, time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that can be done in a variety of different ways, can't yeah. it? So you could have uh, a... You can have a crate, mm. you can have um, in, you can have them in the boot but with a dog guard and with yeah. all the proper safety things. I mean, Missy has a harness. And Buddy yeah. and Star had harnesses that we could attach to the seat belt safely. Again, there's issues here with... Um, crash testing. Yeah, crash testing, which is a horrific... It depends on the weight of your dog as well. Like, Missy, it doesn't really necessarily need to be a crash-tested harness because she's so light that a harness probably won't give out. But if you've got a big dog, it needs to be crash-tested mm. because... I think it needs to be safe. Yeah, in that, you know, crash-tested crash from the point of view of the dog so that it's not going to... Because some yeah. of the video tests that I've seen with a, with a dummy dog and, like, in the event of a, an impact, the dog is beheaded... I'm sorry about this, but the dog is beheaded. It's it's awful. It's really, really is. If you watch the there's a testing centre in America... So, yes, with a light dog, the, the, a mm. very small dog, the weight yeah. of the dog itself isn't going to sort of throw it forward and into And with it, crates so. that they have a crumple zone, they won't collapse yes. completely, but they will have, like, yeah. a crumple zone so they... Um, yes, because too rigid is no good for the passengers, yes. but not well, rigid dog, enough is, is no good yeah. for the dog, yeah. yeah. So you there's so that. much to think about. But I think we've known people that have been in a car crash with a dog that was in the footwell and the dog died. Mm. Um, like, yeah. it's a dog that is unsecured is not... No, it's just not. <laughs> no. It's one of those things, and I, I was telling you, I saw a video in the week of a... I'm not going to name any names, but an influencer who I'm going to have to describe this carefully now so it's not so in normal circumstances their dog is in a so if you get to at uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah in normal circumstances their dog is in a seat with a, a belt but when when they're not in the seat they're just loose in the back and she'd taken the, mm. she she knocked it down by 50% there she'd taken this video um, it's not 50% okay it's, it's because there's they them and okay and, and other gender identities. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here to help me find my You're way not, through are this. you? Because I am. Like no, I am. No, I am. I'm to find my way through this this myriad of of, of genderization, Gen- gender identities, <laughs> and pronouns. But you see, you see. So there you go. Anyway, it's reduced. Maybe reduced. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> basically. I always think we need to be the best ambassador. I don't mean us. I mean, everybody needs to be the best ambassador they can be for dog ownership every time they step outside the front door and certainly every time they put anything on social media. So I would say the dog needs to be safe in every video and photograph you put on. In fact, I've been looking at videos with Missy on the back seat. She's in her harness, but she's between you and mum. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to Jenny now, not you, you, not you, the listener. I'm talking to but she's on the back seat between you and Mum, and you can't actually, with her fur, you can't actually see the harness. And <laughs> I've not posted it because I've gone. Do you know what? That's a really nice mm-hmm. picture. And she's falling asleep. She's had a lovely day out. She's falling asleep on the way home. She's chosen to be in the middle rather than on her lap. And, but she's still connected. She's still connected. Out, yeah. She's still safe. But I've not posted it because it would, you know. It would, mm-hmm. In fact, actually, <laughs> I could, I could have a little moan now. And if the person concerned is listening. Sorry. Um, but I posted a video. We got mischief. A dog safe Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pets at home specifically made for dogs. Yes. And then... Which have been around for a long time. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, gosh. they're not new by any... So we op- you opened it with her and she's, she had a whale of time. But she licks it, bless her. She didn't bite straight away. Just she's licking, 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 licking. And it was so sweet, actually, to see. So I posted pictures thinking that everybody... I mean... 
Maybe I should have made it clearer, but I thought by now people knew. Anyway, and in the caption you said it in was the a caption I did take was it was a dog safe. Yeah. I didn't emblazon a caption all over it. I mean, uh, you know, mm. but yeah, I did say it was a it was a dog Easter egg. And somebody put what fool is letting somebody letting some dog lick a, a chocolate? And yeah. I didn't. I didn't. So I posted it again with a caption emblazoned all over the actual photograph, saying this is a dog friendly um, chocolate Easter egg. But I did think at that point. Do you know, I'm doing my best. I did, if you'd read the caption, I, I, I thought you might read the caption before you commented. I go out of my way to read the caption and then I'll go and look at their, their feed and read up on it to make sure I'm not saying something insensitive. And I, I do, you know, I do take a lot of time to, to go when I, when I comment that I'm, I'm not saying something stupid because I do have a tendency to open my mouth and say something stupid. You'll know <gasps> this. I know you're so, <laughs> you'll know this if you've been listening, but. So I, you know, go out of my way to not to to try and avoid putting something stupid in writing, and I just think, just read the blooming yeah. caption. I did say it's a it's a dog friendly um, Easter egg because apart from anything else, I'm not sharing my Easter egg, <laughs> not with nobody. Um, it's time to round off the show. That's probably way too grand a way to describe what we're actually doing, but anyway, we're going <laughs> to round off the show with. My news story, which you're going to try and predict, happens. I might do this. The dog explodes. Why would you tell me about a story where a dog explodes? That's awful. They don't want to hear that. Well, you, you've jumped in there. You're going to regret. <laughs> I'm going to regret jumping because this story is about Luna, who's a Springer Spaniel, who was in training as an explosive. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and we did. I st- genuinely did. didn't know. That. <laughs> We hadn't liaised about story. So she was in training as an explosive... Um, oh, no. Sorry, I'm knocking the one. As an explosive uh, sniffer dog. Um, I don't want it to explode. And she failed the training. Oh. Now, I can leave it at that. What do you think is the next bit of the story? Oh, she found... Sorry, she found a new home. She went to live with... Let me find that. Name, Steve and Kay Rose. I think she found an explosive somewhere on a walk. And she was like, quick, 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 there's an explosion. They're like... No, you failed, and then they're looking like, ah, oh, it's an explosion, and they have to contact the, the bomb squad, and they all turn up, and the dog doesn't explode, and she saves hundreds of people. Well, did you see this story? No. All right, okay. I'm well, sorry, she, have I ruined it? She's on the, you've got much more accurate than I get this. <laughs> so she was on the beach in Norfolk, and she came across an explosive, it was an wow. un, unexploded mortar, mortar round in the dunes, right? And, but by all accounts, she picked it up and tossed it around like a, <laughs> like a tennis ball. Now, at that point, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. I can see why she found it. I was going to be like, if she found it, why Why did she Why did she fail if she found it? And I'm like, okay. You see, this is the thing that I thought, that okay, I can see why yeah, she failed. Fair enough. Lovely, lovely dog, but yeah. So they, they, <laughs> but they called the um, uh, emergency services and an army bob, army bob disposal, bomb disposal. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> bob. Disposal bomb. Sorry, bomb disposal team, and they came out, and they they actually did a controlled explosion of this this mortar. So the dog was so lucky that she picked it up. That reminds me of another time. Do you remember when I was having a really bad day? I'd done something wrong, <laughs> which again, happy. I open my mouth and say something stupid. I did something wrong. It's a regular crash. And I was having, I can't remember, but something had gone wrong and I'd done the wrong thing and I felt really stupid and, and bad. And so Mr. Dogcast sent me this story of a Labrador, Labrador yeah, yeah. and where they, 
They were fishing. Yeah, and they threw an explosive, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, to, like, explode in the lake and make all the fishes. Which, it, which seems to, it seems to me a very unfair way of fishing. The fish aren't armed, are they? No. Don't, I mean, it's bad enough with a line and a hook, but um, don't blow up. Anyway, they, so they threw the explosive and the, the Labrador with them raced after the explosive and then brought it back. it back to them. I know. And, but, and I said to him, because he was trying to cheer me up, obviously, and I said, did you really think sending me a story that a Labrador exploded in is going <laughs> to cheer me up in any way? Um, so, but there you go. That's, that's, that's Mr. Dogcast for you. <laughs> Does his best. But uh, not not every time. Saw so a story about a Labrador. Man, you like Labrador? Yeah, I said you this. I didn't didn't read to the finish, but yeah, I think it's okay. <laughs> but anyway, Luna on the beach was fine. She was fine. Aww, um, lovely Luna. Yes. So bless her. Um, we stand a bomb finding queen. <laughs> so they, and actually, you know, I think it's too negative a term to say when a when a dog fails the training for something because they can still be a wonderful wonderful dog but like for example she was obviously too playful and too um too into the you know um touching the the find um and this is the thing with explosive dogs obviously but i think it's certainly it's with um wildlife detection dogs um mm-hmm. so for example if you're working with you know you're detecting the habitat of um the mat the, the dormice dormice the dog has to have to find the wherever the doormess has been and then indicate that but then but without just yeah, yeah. passive you want a passive indication because you don't you, the last thing you want is for the dog to actually pick the nest up and go oh look look I found it. <laughs> yeah so i can see so again you, you they, they are lovely very very clever really good dogs but you know not quite got the attributes to i mean to be fair like they don't they teach them that whatever it is they like with if it's a tennis ball mm-hmm. Mm. That the smell of the explosive or whatever is the smell of the tennis ball. Yeah. So she's like, "Hey, I found this tennis ball." Yeah. Yes. You know, that's a reasonable connection to make. Yeah. Um, yeah. In her little mind, she was yeah. doing the right thing. I mean, bless her. Thank goodness she was yeah. okay. Um. So there you go. So that's our show. That's this a time. Disney film waiting to happen. <laughs> With the really sad bit where she's failed and then, yeah. and then she finds and then the she family, went. then she finds a bar and it's yeah, all. She could, yeah. That's a Disney ticking and yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so hopefully next time I will be back with Dr. or Professor Daryl Millis talking about puppy skeletons. But inside dogs, not puppy skeletons. <laughs> you know, the need to, well, the need to be careful, be gentle with puppies. Um, although maybe, maybe, not as gentle as we've been led to believe. I don't know yet because I haven't. I've, I mean, I've read an article by him, but I haven't. I haven't actually talked to him and asked him the questions because I've got some questions. <laughs> oh yes, I don't just go in there unprepared. I think of some questions. Yes, more than you know. Hello, how are you? More. Oh yes, more. <laughs> more than that. And um, what's the deal with puppy skeletons? <laughs> yes, tell me about puppy skeletons. And there's there's other there's other things coming up um i can't the, oh yes there's something I, I hate this when people do this but yes there's something i can't mention yet i'm gonna do that that thing i hate go oh yes and there's another one i can't mention exciting yet. project yes watch this space i don't know what it is so i'm just like yeah, okay <laughs> it's i'm just remembered it's embargoed so i can't um yeah oh yeah it's embargoed i can't see anything yet Ooh! <laughs> so anyway that's um that's coming up and then to be honest the other thing i can't remember <laughs> It's very exciting. So organised. So there you go. And that's our show for this week. And do you ever think that your dog is a a person disguised as an animal? Yes. 
let us know because I want to know that it's not just me. Or what flights of fantasy do you have about your dog? Yeah. <laughs> we better find a joke now. And I better do the line. Um, so um, we're off to find a joke now. But until next time, look after yourselves and your dogs. Thanks for listening to Dogcast Radio, available from www.dogcastradio.com. That's D-O-G-C-A-S-T radio.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, and wherever you are in the world, we'd love to hear from you. You can do so in a variety of ways. By phone from the UK, you can contact us on 0121-288-0922. From the US, you can contact us on our American number, which is 315-849-2022. From any other country, you'll need your international exit code and then 44121-288-0922. You can contact us on Skype with the ident Dogcast Radio. That's all one word, Dogcast Radio. By email, you can contact me on julie at dogcastradio.com. When contacting us by email, if you have the facilities, please record your questions or comments and send them to us as an audio file. That way we can include them directly in our programme. We can accept most formats, for example, WAV, MP3. All these methods of contacting us can be found on our website, which is www.dogcastradio.com. And as ever, the final word goes to Jenny. How can you tell which dog is a detective? The one with the good lead.